0: In reference to being either good or bad, J.M. Barrie wrote in Peter Pan that fairies must be one or the other, because being so small they unfortunately have room for one feeling only at a time. Entomologists have their own version of fairies, but theirs are very much real, and whether they are good or bad is a matter of perspective. But Barrie was right about one thing. They are indeed very, very small. Let's begin with their common name, fairy flies that is a double oxymoron. These insects are neither fairies nor flies. Although there are no enforceable rules about common names, tradition dictates that when an insect is a true fly, a member of the order Diptera, its common name is written as two words. Thus, we have house flies, two words, crane flies, bot flies, all two words. But when a common name incorporates the word fly for an insect that does not belong to the order Diptera, it's written as a single word. This gives us dragonflies, butterflies, fireflies and so forth. And it gives us fairy flies, which are in fact teeny tiny wasps. Any species of hymenoptera in the family Mimeridae is known as a fairy fly. So far there are about 1400 species of them in both temperate and tropical latitudes. Among mimerids are both the smallest insect capable of flight and the smallest insect of all. How small is the smallest insect? Really, really small. It is a mymerid that is 139 microns in length. A micron is one one one-millionth of a meter, or one one one-thousandth of a millimeter. For comparison, the common single-celled protist Paramecium caudatum may be... Uh, up to 330 microns in length, and species of the single-celled trumpet protist stentor, may be as much as one millimeter or a thousand microns in length. Let's put it another way. Four males of the smallest of Mymerids, dicopomorpha, ecmtyridgegis, lined up end to end would just about span the width of a typical period at the end of a printed sentence. This smallest of all insects was discovered in Illinois. Males are smaller than females. They have long legs, especially the hind pair. They have no eyes, no wings. Their mouth externally appears as nothing more than a small round hole. Their antennae are reduced too, appearing as a pair of giant ear-like lobes. Like all my they are parasitoids on the eggs of other insects. The males, in this case, never leave the host egg, mating with one of their sisters in situ. Edward Mockford discovered this microscopic wasp while studying the bark louse, Echmateryx hageni. They showed up unexpectedly in his cultures. For almost everyone, aside from a few expert hymenopterists, it can be said that we have all been close to fairy flies, but few of us have ever known it. Their minute size makes them effectively invisible to most of us. Yet they are among the most common calcidoid wasps. Wings for the many mimerids which have them are slender with fringes of long bristles. Another mimerid, discovered in the Hawaiian Islands, Kikikihuna, is the smallest flighted insect, there being a distinction between insects capable of flight under their own power and those which glide or float on airwaves. Its name, among the most fun to pronounce in entomology, is derived from two Hawaiian words, both meaning tiny bit. Another wonderfully named fairy fly is Tinkerbellanana. The name of the genus uh, comes, of course, from Peter Pan, and the specific epithet for the dog Nana, which also appears in the same children's story, which incidentally also aligns with the Greek word for dwarf, nanos. Entomologists... Huber and Noyce, the scientists responsible for the discovery of Tinkerbella and Kikiki, have provided a fascinating discussion of the reasons that there is a lower limit for just how small an insect can become and still remain a functioning animal. But that's a story for another day. After centuries of taxonomy, we have only begun the process of discovering the limits of diversity among species. For those willing to see it, The biosphere is overflowing with wonders of the unknown, with record-breaking new species around every corner. We should conserve biodiversity because ecological services sustain us, and because it is simply the right thing to do. But also, to nurture the human spirit, to assure that we can always indulge our innate urge to explore and to discover, to preserve our sense of childlike wonder, we should repeat a line from Peter Pan to our planet's biodiversity. Just always be waiting for me. For the Species Hall of Fame, this is Quinterwood.